Narrative. Narrative. Vision. Vision. Film. Film. Cinematography. Cinematography. Storytelling. Storytelling. Music. Music. Digital media. Scarlet Media. You're listening to 50mm, a Scarlet Media lens. Join us as we discuss our perspectives on digital media, filmmaking, and storytelling that inspires us. In this episode, we interview Steph Bradley, a Rutgers film student whose primary focus is on the visual design elements of film. Steph also discusses her senior thesis film, a rotoscoping animation project which she is completing at home over the summer. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 5 of 50mm, a Scarlet Media Lens. I'm one of your hosts, Madhu. Um, hello everyone, I'm one of your hosts, Megan. And today we have a very special guest with us today. Steph, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, uh, my name is Steph Bradley. So Steph, could you give us just like a general um, introduction of yourself, like what you majored in and like your general interest areas in digital media, just to kind of, you know, help people get to know you a little bit? Yeah, sure. I am um, a recent graduate of the Rutgers Film Program. I majored in filmmaking and minored in psychology. I don't really know how to define myself in terms of being an artist because there's too many <laughs> different things that I like doing. You could but... just say all of them. What are <laughs> yeah, all the you things know you like to I'm, do? I'm a general artist. Like right now, I'm working on an animation. I just did um, a graphic for a play my friend wrote. I'm working on a portrait for someone's parents' anniversary. So there's too many That's different cool. things. Aww. Okay, so before we really jump into the real content of this episode, how are you all doing? What have you been doing to, like, keep yourselves busy while we have so much time to spend at home? I mean, it's definitely weird watching everything open back up, and I don't really want to participate in that yet, so... Yeah. I've sort of been, I mean, working on this animation, which is top priority, but really just hanging out with my family. I don't really want to go in public yet. I'm kind of scared of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I understand. It's kind of like a lot of people are behaving like the whole thing is over. And it's like, guys, it's not yeah. over yet. I know. Every time mm -hmm. I see videos on social media, I just forget that there was ever a pandemic in the first place. Everyone's just not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Well, I'm glad that at least we're okay and are kind of staying at home and keeping safe. That's that's important. Um, but you mentioned that you're working extensively on an animation, so let's get started talking about that. What is this animation project that you're working on? Well, so my original senior thesis, of course, was supposed to be in a hospital, and <laughs> I uh. literally had everything else filmed except for the hospital portion, and I was supposed to film on March 17th. In an action, like, I got a, mm. a nursing place at Rutgers to agree for me to be in there, and that's exactly when the pandemic hit. So I wasn't able to finish my senior thesis. So instead, I opted to do an animation sort of about quarantine and, like, sort of the mental toll it takes on everybody since we're social creatures and not used to being in isolation. So that's sort of generally what it's supposed to be about. Wait, that's so cool. How long is the project overall? Like, what, what's, like, the overall length that you're aiming for, and what kind of animation is it? Um, as long 
as my professor says, it doesn't need to be longer. It's going to be three minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and I'm doing a technique called rotoscoping. It's a technique of animation where you film something live action and then um, you trace over your figures. So it's, it's frame by frame. So it's supposed to be a much more natural looking animation style. Wait, that's interesting. So it's like you film the whole thing and then you basically trace it frame by frame. So you're tracing out like hundreds of images. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you do that to yourself? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish I, mean, I knew. Cool. I wish it's I knew why I thought cool, this was but... a good idea. <laughs> what was your brainstorming process like once you knew you had to put your senior thesis on hold? Did you know right away that you wanted to do a rotoscoping animation? Um... No, I, I didn't, I kind of wanted to avoid animation because there's a lot about it that I don't know the proper way of doing yet. I had taken a couple animation classes at Rutgers, but I wasn't really confident that I'd know how to do it and responsibly replace my thesis. I mean, the I don't want to say the film program is straightforward, but we're all kind of ex have the same expectations as as we're going into our senior thesis. We're supposed to write, direct, and produce our own projects, um, and that's sort of like the general expectation of us, but when I was replacing the thesis and I only had a couple months to do it, I didn't really want to follow those guidelines anymore, I just wanted to focus on the part of filmmaking that I, I think excel at and really enjoy doing, so my original thought was to <laughs> go into the woods and just like build a set and sort of create a story based off of whatever I could build mm -hmm. and that didn't end up happening because I don't know how to build anything <laughs> but I, I really like um like building sets building props so I wanted to do that but I ended up settling on an animation because <laughs> that's something that I could do by myself if I had done something yeah. in the woods I would have wanted someone to help me but was there no way for you to continue with your first project but just like alter the hospital scenes to be something else or to like maybe like suggest that it's a hospital without like actually having to show that at all yeah that was suggested to me by my professors but it's really hard making something so specific look authentic and mm -hmm. I I ended up being really proud of the writing behind that project so I I still intend on finishing it, um, it's just I'd rather wait to have something that could pass and be believable rather than yeah. just getting it done for the sake of saying I finished my thesis. No, that makes a lot of sense actually. Okay, so what are some of your favorite aspects of filmmaking more generally, and do you think that your interests with filmmaking have evolved over the past four years of undergrad? I really can't pinpoint my favorite because... I guess the, the parts that I love about it, people don't immediately equate with filmmaking. Like my last semester at Rutgers, I took a costume design class and I ended up falling in love with that. I still talk to my professor now and just like talk about <laughs> like making clothing and like our, our what we've watched recently. Um, so I, I took the opportunity with everybody's senior thesis projects to sort of be the artistic director on a lot of people's projects. So for one of my friend's projects, I it was sort of like a zombie film. So 
I was in charge of making our main character look dirty and sweaty, so uh, <laughs> I Fun. rubbed coffee grounds into his shirt, and I also mm. dumped olive oil <laughs> on him, which made him look sweaty for a really extended amount of time, so <laughs> I really oh, love, wow. like, behind-the-scenes stuff, like, stuff that normally people don't really think is filmmaking. Yeah, and it's yeah, definitely I mean, evolved from freshman year. Freshman year, I thought filmmaking was just cinematography, which is really misguided and <laughs> narrow-minded, but I thought if I wasn't good at, like, working a camera that I wouldn't be a good filmmaker and that's not true and I'm glad I came to that realization (laughs) no that that's really that's a good realization actually because I think most people when they think of filmmaking that's what they think of even me like that's kind of like the first thing that comes to mind is like a camera when I think of filmmaking but it's interesting that you know you're right that so much of it doesn't have to just be that and I'm glad that uh, you know you came away from college with a film degree in film Having realized that, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, especially because freshman year, I forgot that we were all in school and there to learn. So I thought if I immediately wasn't good at something, that it wasn't for me. So I'm really glad that I yeah. started yeah. asking questions and was comfortable with learning since that's the point of school. And I always forget that. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like all of us within the filmmaking program have like grown so much and like have learned from each other and you're so right there's like so many different aspects um that we've learned throughout the years and it's just really does take a team yeah I mean I really appreciate looking at everybody's projects and knowing specifically what they're good at and what they brought to their projects it's it's really like for example we have someone in the film program Dom who did a visual album for his thesis and he uh, worked with a local artist and did a whole narrative based off of the artist's music and that was so exciting to me because I wouldn't have thought of that as a thesis and I just I really love seeing how specific people's interests are and how they they brought what they love about filmmaking to their projects so yeah that was really exciting. (laughs) So we know that you are an amazing and well-rounded artist Do you think that all of your work is inspired through your backgrounds and interests in filmmaking, drawing, theater, and acting? Oh yeah, it all kind of ties in together. (laughs) I'm really glad that at Rutgers I was able to do all of those different things. I'm really grateful that I had my experiences in theater, but I'm also really glad that I stuck with the film program because I learned a lot by surrounding myself with different kinds of artists. I don't think I I would be the performer or artist that I am without everybody influencing my own art. And I'm glad that I was exposed to a lot of different people and a lot of different who who have a lot of different skills. I, I, I the something that comes to mind. I think um, one of the projects that I worked on that best showed me everybody's different what what everybody can bring to the table. I worked on a production of Fun Home, which started. <gasps> in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fun Home. I assistant directed the production. Um, At Cabaret Theater for yes, those listening who, my who don't know. <laughs> um, Fun Home is based off of a graphic novel written by Alison Bechtel, 
Um, so immediately I was just really excited about the production because it's based off of drawings and it's also based off of the writing of Alison Bechtel. So when I started working on the production, I worked really closely with the director to try and figure out what I, as a visual artist, could bring to the production. And I didn't see any other production do this, so I was really excited. But um, we came up with the idea that I would draw like little snippets, the most important parts of the play that we thought, and I drew our own cast in the style of Alison Bechtel. And at the end, this isn't in the script, but at the end we had the idea to have the cast hang up all of those drawings and put it on our set. And every night when I saw that happen, I cried every time because <laughs> it was so exciting to see every aspect of art that I love come together. Like I saw incredible performances in that production. You guys were gorgeous, like every Thank single cast you. member. I saw beautiful acting, beautiful singing. I saw art that I drew be hung up on stage. It was so exciting and that's what I love about art because there's so many different jobs that go into it and it was really exciting to see. So it definitely ties. It's not really about filmmaking, but it every aspect of art that I like, I try and and incorporate into the projects that I do. So I guess that's why I wanted to work on an animation because I've always been excited about visual art and drawing. Um, so now I can finally incorporate that into a project. That's so cool. Also, this is a side note, but I still have, um, cause like Steph said, we were in Fun Home together. And after, like, after the production was over, I think all of the cast members like took home one of Steph's drawings, <laughs> and I still have mine. Of which Steph's one did you drawing take? Of telephone wire, oh which God. is a which is like like the peak, like the climax point of the whole show. I have the one from telephone wire, and like when I look at it, I'm just like, oh, Steph, fun home. <laughs> that was such a great experience. Aww. But but I, like I totally agree with you that even though like we focus on filmmaking you guys focus on filmmaking in the film program and at Scarlet Media, like, that's kind of our focus. Lots of different elements of art can inform other elements of art. Like, it's all can be intertwined and serve each other to reach a higher purpose. And I love that you have found ways to make that happen. That makes me so happy. Because <laughs> that's what I strive for, to find ways to combine, like, my interests and passions and things that I'm good at. Sometimes it's hard to figure out how exactly one can do those things, but but it's nice to see that other people are also doing it. Because then you're like, if they're doing it, then I can too. Exactly! <laughs> yeah. Megan, do you have any thoughts? No, I think you, you said that beautifully. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, that's also why I wanted to do something about quarantine for my my new and improved thesis. It's an unprecedented time, and... I, at the very least, appreciate that we're all going through the same thing. And I kept seeing this attitude on social media everywhere that we should be taking this time to better ourselves and we have to use the time during quarantine responsibly to make major life changes. You gotta have that quarantine body. Exactly! (laughs) (laughs) That you should be doing, you should have a new routine and you should immediately know how to 
do things in a healthy way in an environment that you've never been in. So that's sort of the focus of my animation. The visuals are me getting ready in the morning and then at the end I don't leave my house and I do a narration over it that's supposed to highlight that we have to take one day at a time and we can count our small victories as big victories like making your bed in the morning and you know using your favorite mug for coffee you can you don't have to make these colossal changes in your life right now especially when this is uncharted territory and we're not supposed to immediately have everything figured out so that's what I wanted to uh, that's what I wanted my thesis to say so this is just like a detail question but how soon after quarantine started did you figure out that this is what you wanted to focus on um let's see when did quarantine start middle of March like the yeah. week before spring break ish I think it took me until like mid-April to finally have an idea of what I wanted to do. It was actually also really hard to stay motivated to keep doing schoolwork and to think creatively. Like, especially, I think it was kind of hard for artists to adjust to this because we're so used to being yeah. social and yeah. to rely on other people for our projects. So it was hard to think of something, and it was hard to be creative in during this whole time. But... Um, I think it was, like, mid-April, and especially, like, it was a month into quarantine, everyone was like, you should be using your time responsibly, and I was like, you know what? No, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Okay, so I think that we're at, like, a good time to kind of wrap this up, so just generally, like, what do you think your future in the digital media world would look like, Um, and, like, do you know, like, what kind of career you might want to pursue? It's okay if the answer is no and you're figuring it out. I'm just curious. Well, I am figuring it out, but in an ideal world, I don't have one specific job that people approach me with. The great thing about what we all do is that we sort of work project by project. And um, I would love to be approached for different jobs in everything. When my friend said that he would commission me to do like a graphic based off of his play, I was so excited because... Obviously, I can't audition for it anymore. I'm graduated, and he works for a theater company at Rutgers, but I could still participate in it, and we could still talk about his writing, and he asked for feedback on the writing, which I can help with, and I did this graphic for him that we were both really excited about, and that's what I want people to think of when they think of me, because usually he would think of me as a performer because that's primarily what I did at Cabaret Theater. But he approached me to draw something for him and he asked for writing feedback. And in an ideal world, that's what I would want to keep doing, like different things on different projects because there's too many different things that I enjoy doing. So yeah, I would want someone to ask me to do special effects makeup or make costumes or work on set design. That's... Where I would want my career to take me. I don't want to work one job for the rest of my life. I actually like that. I like the idea of, like, working project to project. It's not, like, perhaps the most financially stable thing, if that's kind of what we have to think about. Well, no, but I went into this whole thing expecting that, so (laughs) I made my bed. I have to sleep in it now. (laughs) 
No, I think that is so great because you really do have so many talents. And um, from the list we mentioned earlier, I forgot to leave out. I mean, I left out that you're also a great writer. Like I've been in many screenwriting classes with you and I love your work. And um, yeah, you just have so many talents. Yeah. Oh my God, thank you. A multi-talented <laughs> woman. We love to see Oh, stop. <laughs> Actually, I'm curious, like, since I know you in a more uh, performance capacity stuff, like, have you thought about how you might want to keep performance in your life as a person who, like, as filmmakers and people who do writing and, like, more stuff behind the scenes, but who also like to perform and be on stage? Have you kind of figured out how you might keep both in your life now that we don't have cabaret theater? <gasps> Ow. <laughs> I know it hurts. But... I want to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge, actually. Um, I would love to write my own thing and then star in it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, my friend is uh, writing a whole feature right now, and he wants me to act in it. And we're working right now on talking about what's influenced his own writing and what could influence my performance. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely considered continuing to perform I would love for people to still approach me and ask me to perform in things. And in terms of theater, I mean, I would really love to keep doing theater in any capacity. I just don't know how to do that yet. So I'll figure it out, but I definitely do want to keep performing. Yeah, I yeah, agree. That's awesome. It's, it's hard to know how to make it work. Yeah, especially because there's no real, like, track that you're supposed to follow in terms of theater. There's so many different ways to get involved. I haven't figured out how I will do that yet, but I will. I definitely want to keep doing that. Okay, so thank you, Steph, for joining us today. Is there any, like, yeah. last things that you'd want to leave our audience with about filmmaking or, like, any last important points that you want to make? For anyone listening who wants to be involved in film or art in general, if you have doubts, just try to ignore them because... There's no such thing as being bad at art. I hate when people say that, like, I wish I was good at art, or I wish I could draw, or wish I could perform. You can. <laughs> we all start somewhere, and sometimes we're not immediately good at something, but practice makes perfect, and there's no such thing as I can't be an artist. That's, that's not possible. You can always do anything that you work hard towards. So if you want to be an artist, I encourage you to start today <laughs> amazing i love okay. that so tune in next week for an episode on films and digital media that inspire us but for now thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye bye everyone thank you for joining us on 50 millimeter a scarlet media lens scarlet media is a student media team operating from rutgers division of continuing studies media services to learn more about Scarlet Media, check out the Media Services website at tvstudio.ruckers.edu. We hope you'll join us next time.